This is episode 137 of the Q&A podcast. Uh, my name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, even in 2021, it's my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, thanks for the intro, Anthony. Um, welcome to 2021, uh, first podcast of the year. Uh, sorry we we came in a little late, but you know, there was a little thing called an insurrection last week that kind of threw us off schedule. Um, so, <laughs> so and also, back. you know, yeah, and like, life. of course. And, and, uh, you know, and Anthony had Anthony had jury duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's over here. Um, but before we start, let's talk about where you can find us podcast. You can find us on Anchor, of course, Google Podcasts, App, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. I think that's all the big ones. I like it. Sounds good. Like I said, we're, so we're two weeks into the year. Um, so at this point, I'm no longer saying Happy New Year. No. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think after two weeks, that's it. I feel like w- the first time you see someone in January, you, can st- you still have to say it. Like if I read into Delilah tomorrow, I would say still say Happy New Year. But like three weeks from now, when we're in February, she would just get a hello. How you doing? <laughs> Maybe I'm getting grumpier and grumpier, but I feel like every year my my threshold is uh, shortened. Grumpier and angrier. <laughs> I'm just like, if I don't see if I don't see you within three days, that's you're, you're it. Out. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this year it's 14, so. I understand. Um, so let's get down to what we're here to talk about. The Rockets finally trade away James Harden. Yeah, and, you know, it kind of kind of worked out for us like to wait as long as we did because there's been so much going on in Houston sports. And it's like this was what we were waiting for. I mean, this was it. Yeah, the first of many, possibly. But you know, uh, the first of many Houston superstars leaving. Um, we've already talked about George Springer and, you know, in baseball and because you know, that's not official yet. Cause he hasn't actually signed with anybody, but you know, but this is, this is the first for sure, because James Harden is gone and he's not coming back. Yep. Trade to Brooklyn <clears throat> on Wednesday. Um, let's go through the, I'm just going to talk about the trade real quick. So let's say, Rockets trade away. James Harden received Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodonis Kuris, three Brooklyn first rounders in 2020, 24, and 26, one Milwaukee first round, 2022, unprotected, and four Brooklyn first round swaps in 2021, 23, 25, and 27. And one of those picks, did they not come from Cleveland? 
I'm on the Atlantic right, not Atlantic. I'm sorry, the Athletic right now. Looking at tri- nope. All, all the tra- all the trade, all the picks that we got except for one came from Brooklyn. Okay. Well, originally the Rockets had Chris uh, Levert, and then turned around and traded him to the Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. And so the Brooklyn Nets traded away half their team and basically all their picks for the next eight years for James Harden. <laughs> uh, the Pacers, like I said before, got uh, Carissa, Carice LeVert and a second, and a late second round pick from Cleveland for Victor Oladipo, who they traded to the Rockets. And the Cavaliers actually made out like bandits. They got Dante Exum, Milwaukee's unprotected 2020 uh, first rounder and a late second round pick. Oh, they traded that. I'm sorry. That's what they gave up. And they received a Jerry Allen and Teron Prince. You tell how much I've been paying attention to the Brooklyn Nets because I know very little of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but where you want to start first? <clears throat> I'll let you drive the boat here. Um, I mean, let's just start at the beginning. I mean, this was. This was something that's been brewing for several months now. Uh, The Rockets, again, lost in the playoffs. Um, And I don't know. I mean, it just seems like Harden was just ready to start something new. And uh, I think, you know, there's, man, it's it's hard because there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things that happened that kind of led up to this. I mean, and I can't even remember in the timeline where all this happened. I mean, you know, Russell Westbrook gets traded and there's rumors that, you know, he didn't want to play with Westbrook anymore. Um, you had Del Morey leave the organization. You had Mike D'Antoni leave the organization. Um, and so there's a lot of moving parts. Um, and it just seemed like he had enough of it. Didn't want to be a part of it. Um, and made it very clear, <laughs> you know, by the yeah. way he um, acted in the offseason. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna say that <laughs> the way he the way he acted like an ass in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So time guard events. Uh, D'Antoni. D- I cannot speak tonight, man. It's very difficult for me right now. Mike D'Antoni, his contract is uh, basically allowed to run out. He leaves. He takes the. Uh, job as a Brooklyn um, assistant under Steve Nash. Daryl Morey decides to step down and cites his family as a reason, then turns around and takes the Philadelphia 76er job like two weeks later. Um, I really, honestly, I think he was just ready to move on. Sure, uh, yeah. I, I feel like even going, going back to last year, I felt like the entire Chris Paul for Westwood trade was a trade that he made because he was forced into it, not a trade that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Because you look at his history, his history has always been like, get the assets, assets where that includes um, undervalued players or picks and then go and trade them and, you know, make something like the James Harden trade where you take um, a couple of, of mid spades and turn into a big joker. And that's the exact opposite he did with the CP3 Westwood trade, where he traded for a worse contract and gave up uh, just a, a, butt, a boatload of picks in the process. 
So I'll always believe that was something he was forcing him to do in the mouth. And where that came from, James, or that came from uh, Tillman, the owner, I'll, we'll never know. But that's, mm-hmm. it, it's just the antithesis of everything he's ever done while being a Houston GM. Um, moving and, forward. And if you're, you're Daryl Morey, I know this isn't about James Harden, but mm-hmm. if you're Daryl Morey and you leave a team like the Rockets that has a legit superstar, a top five player in the league, um, you know, one, two pieces missing here or there from, from contending for a title, and you decide to leave all that, <clears throat> there's no better place to go than, than Philadelphia. You know, Philly had a need for a general manager and just the, the stars aligned for, for Maury because that team is still young and loaded and good. Um, and, you know, if you're going to leave this situation, there's probably no better situation to, to go to than, he, than Philly. He, he jumped off a sinking ship, let's be yeah. honest. Uh, so <clears throat> moving on, they replace Amore with one of his assistants, Stone. That's right. And while in the process of looking for a new head coach, apparently both Harden and Westbrook wanted Tyrone Liu. Um they were over, they were vetoed and said um, Steven Silas was named the new head coach. Um, I, I feel like that was more of a money thing because our owner yeah. is a broke boy. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, did, did we talk about that loan he took out? Uh-huh. Do you remember how much it was? Right? Hold on, let me like tell me. While you're looking that up, yeah, I mean, you know, Tyrone Liu is is a is a proven commodity. He's, a, you know, he's considered a sought sought after coach, even though he doesn't have a job at the moment. Um, and Stephen Silas was, uh, you know, fit fit the bill for this team. You know, he's cheap <laughs> to start with. Yeah. Um, okay, I found it. It was a $300 million private loan uh, at a 13% interest rate. <clears throat> He's going to be, his kids are going to be paying that off. His kids' kids might be paying that off. Yeah. But yeah, this, uh, this pandemic just, just beat him from head to toe. He's a restaurant and casino guy. And what's one thing that this pandemic took away? The ability to go to restaurants and casinos. Oh, yeah. In a big way. But going back to the Rockets, um, so they signed, they make, they named Silas the new head coach. Um, and basically, what happened after that, after that is just the, the ramifications of them telling James no. I, I don't know if you ever read, you read that ESPN piece where it basically explains how they gave James Harden the run of the franchise. Like if they were in a city and they didn't have to leave for another day, they would stay longer just so James could, James Harden could have fun or celebrate or whatever. Like he would be, he was late to team meetings. He could be late to um, even, you know, buses, planes, all that stuff. And it would just kind of let go. And <clears throat> it's like once you spoil a child, like how do you get 
how do you rein them back in? You can't. It's and and it's worse. And it's worse than child because this is a grown man. He's a grown man that gets paid a lot of money to play basketball. Um, and when you're as good as he is, and you know you're as good as you are, uh, you'd be foolish to give up that power. And this all, I mean, this is, this is a lesson for all sports owners, athletes, you know, this is what happens when you, when the owners allow these players to have the kind of power that they have. And, you know, you can't fault the players for that when they're given this so much leeway and so much money and so much say in the organization. I understand if, if an owner, um, if an owner wants to run the organization, he, his way, it's his team. He's completely entitled to do that. But once you start including the players in the process, you can't expect it to, to go back to, to normal. And, you know, it's not just, this isn't just Tillman Fertitta. I mean, this is, this is an issue we've seen time and time again with, with superstars and megastars. The exception, the only time that I can, that I can remember that it was shut down was, was back in 2010 when LeBron joined Miami. They lost that first year in the finals. Um, there was tension with him and the coach, Eric Spolstra, and LeBron was kind of intimating he wanted him out. The only difference is Pat Riley is probably the last old school guy, you know, in sports, <laughs> maybe anywhere. I don't know, at yeah. least in basketball. And he put his foot down and he said, look, look, this is my guy. And, you know, you run with him or you don't. And ultimately it worked because LeBron, you know, he got with the program and they made it work and they, they won two titles and, you know, the rest is history with that, but every other time, I mean, it's, it just doesn't work out that perfectly. And this is just another example of, you know, the owners giving too much power to the players, the players really running with it, which you can't fault them for that. And then the owners wanting to reel them back in, well, it's too late by that point. I mean, they're not billionaires yet, but they make a lot of money as well. And, you know, it's you. How could you expect anybody making thirty five million dollars to be told what to do, Um, even if it is from, you know, a billionaire or, you know, whatever? Um, It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. There's a lot of for for me, you know, I'm always going to be the guy who pulls for the player i'm always gonna pull for um um i'm sorry people tonight has been just a horrible night i just i'm just telling you right now i hopped on twitter like right before we started recording and saw that a, a friend of mine had passed away and i've just been a funk and trying to get through this as i can i'm just just out of it uh, but back to what I was saying, you know, I'll always pick um, 
people over management so, and you know players over management. So, because if I had the power to do what I to do what I want to do in my job, I definitely would wield it. Yeah, and you know, but on the other side of that, you know, you can't be surprised if if an athlete or you know whoever uh, runs, run, you know, chooses to operate th- that way the way Harden operated. Yeah, um, yeah it's definitely yeah. not the way I would, I would have done things if I was yeah. an ap- athlete, but I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete, never <laughs> going to be one. So yeah, I can say that look, from outside looking in, who knows how I would actually be if I had all that talent, the money, and the adoration that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just get to the trade, the trade, the trade as is. So how do you feel about the, the Nets now? Do you think they're championship contender? Um, I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah. One, they have no defense. This is true. Um, at all. Two, I don't think you can, I don't think you can fully rely on Kevin Durant to be as good as he is right now. Really? Three, hold on, hold on. Uh, what, what, four months later, four months from now, six months from now you know, over the course of, of an entire season, an entire playoff run, after coming back from the injury he, he's come back from, mm-hmm. you know, he's playing great right now. But you have to be concerned that, you know, maybe that gas tank runs out, you know. And so that's that's a concern. I mean, his the, the ability to shoot the ball and put the ball in the basket. Are you talking about conditioning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the, the ability to put the ball in the basket is, well, you know, nobody should ever question that. When it comes to Kevin Durant, uh, you know, you know, I'm the complete opposite because I felt that way before the season started. And I, I watched that first game. I was like, oh, he's back. He's 100 <laughs> percent. I don't have to worry. I, I've gone the other way. In fact, um, after that game, I, I tweeted out it was going to be the Lakers Nets in the finals. <laughs> and that was before the Harden trade. Mm-hmm. But um, what was your second point? I'm sorry. Um the defense well, the, was the first one, which I agree with. The defense is going to be an issue. They're probably they're good, but they got they got Dan Tony, baby. They're going to go out there and win every game, one forty eight to one thirty five. That's what it's going to be. Pretty much, it's going to be a, bl- a blitzkrieg. Yeah. Um, so my second point is is um, the gas tank on KD. Okay. You know how long is, can he sustain for the rest of the season into a playoff run? Um, you know that that remains to be seen. And my third, argument with third. that would be you have Harden now. And we all seen that Harden can, at the at the very least, he can carry you through the regular season. Okay. <clears throat> so I'll change that from my fourth point to my third point. Mm-hmm. Uh you're right. I'll give you that. He can get you through the he can get you to the playoffs, but when it comes to the playoffs, I mean this guy has proven time and time again <clears throat> he is not the guy for the playoffs uh, as good as he is in the regular season. He, that's okay, I mean, baby. That's what you got the KD for. Cool, cool, right. cool, KD. You know, this isn't uh, sour grapes because he, he demanded a trade out out of Houston and, you know, didn't want to play here anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, this is something we've been saying for years. The guy's a choke artist in the playoffs. I don't know if he's a choke artist or person. I think he just burnt out. Because he's he's never in a hundred percent tip top shape. 
I think the well, one year you could say he was was the um, the dreaded zero for twenty seven year, mm-hmm. and I believe that's the farther he's gone in a Rockets uniform. Right. So, um, but I, you I, don't, know. I don't know if it's he's had bad games in the playoffs. Everyone has, but I think it's more a function of how they use him during the regular regular season, mm-hmm. and also. That stuff, the way they played him in the regular season, where it's hard ball and hero ball and all that stuff, that stuff can will work when you're you're one of eighty two. When you see the same team over and over again, and you know what their plan A, B, and C is, you can nip that in the bud within two or three games, and that's what usually happens with Dan Tony there. Like he he's supposed to be this basketball genius and this offensive mastermind, but watching the Rockets play while he was head coach, it never felt like they had any kind of set plays. Like, he would be over there scribbling on <clears throat> on, his, uh, on his little pad, pass the ball to James, he'll figure out what to do. Or pass the ball to CP3, he'll figure out what to do. There was never like, it, it never felt like there was any kind of screens or emotion. It felt like every game was a pickup game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, maybe choke artist is a little too harsh. Um, uh, but, but the, you know, no, don't back off. You no, no, stay no. with that. You call him a choke artist. You, you get on your Stephen A. Smith, call him a choker. You hold on to that. I will. And then fine. I, I will maintain that he, he choked in the playoffs every year. Don't back um, down. And I, you know, I just don't see that changing. I don't see it being any different this year. If he's the, if he, you know, if he's your number one option, if something, you know, God forbid something were to happen to, to Kevin Durant or whatever, you know, um, if he's, if he's your, your, your first option, you know, you're, you're not going to go very far in the playoffs. It's just history has proven that. Um, And so my fourth, my fourth point is, the Kyrie Irving factor. I mean, this guy is. <laughs> I feel like that should have been number one. <clears throat> well, if he was your number one guy, if he was no, no, one, I feel like that should have been your number one concern. <laughs> well, like, I mean, you know, when you add when you add Harden to the team, it definitely helps. But yeah, like you said, during the regular season, it's going to help them. You know, mm-hmm. probably get the number one seed in the East. Um, you know, blow out every team that, that you play along the way. And, you know, definitely um, uh, soften the blow of any potential Kyrie Irving absence, you know, for however long it may be. Um, so that's why that, you know, his the, the priority of him is farther down on my list because, you know, you do have, you mean, you, you know, for all the hate that I may sound like I have towards Harden, you know, he's still a superstar. You know, he's still uh, one of the best players in the game. There's no doubt about that. Um, so he, he's going to – it's – Brooklyn should be breathing a little bit easier tonight because, you know, they don't necessarily have to worry about Kyrie as much anymore. I feel uh, I feel like he still have to worry about Kyrie. He hasn't even been seen by the team in like three days. Did you well, know that? Yeah. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. Yeah. 
like that same day that Harden had his little pre- his little press conference talking about how he, he didn't think the Rockets were any good, blah, blah, blah. Like the news came out, hey, we don't know where Kyrie is. He hasn't, you know, shown up, and I uh, hope he does. And, in fact, at time of this recording, he still hasn't. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, look, he's he's turned in – or, no, he's he's always – maybe or I guess it's it's never been this bad, but um, basket case, head case. Quirky. Uh, is appropriate now. Mm-hmm. Quirky, yeah, years past. Definitely quirky and weird and whatever. Uh, diva-ish, if you want to even call that. But now it's just like this guy is all over the place and – you just can't trust him. And I think that's the consensus across the board, you know, with every, you know, pundit and analyst and player in the league. I mean, everybody that, that is even aware of this story automatically says this guy is just not, you can't trust him. Um, but since you have Harden, I feel like it's not as bad as it would have been if he had have gotten him at this time. It's still bad. Don't get me wrong, but um, at least for the next month or two, while you're trying to figure it out, um, Harden is definitely going to help you soften that blow. So going back to what I said earlier, well, going back to what you said earlier, you said that you don't feel like the Nets are championship contenders. Then who in the East would you pick to make the finals? Um, I, it's hard to argue with, with Milwaukee. Giannis is that good. Um, they're always going to, you know, as long as he's healthy, they're going to contend. They're, they're going to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to hope that he's only getting better um, and that uh, his performance in the playoffs will only get better because uh, he's still crazy young. Um, so, I think Milwaukee is going to be in the conversation. Philadelphia, maybe they might make it, you know, with Maury now, you know, at the helm. Don't be surprised if they make some sort of trade before the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm going that way. Out of all the teams that didn't trade far, I feel like they're the ones that are going to miss his scoring paralysis the most. Mm hmm. Yeah, I know they didn't want to trade um, Ben Simmons and I don't know. I feel like that team with the issues they've had offensively, I feel I think that by the time the playoffs roll around, we're going to have a lot of Philly fans pissed off that that trade didn't come to pass. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see that trade happen. You know, because Ben Simmons is, you know, he if, if you're going to trade for a player, mm-hmm. you know, trade for ben you're not going to, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get full hard-end value in return. Yeah. But because... Simmons is as close as you can get at this point. <clears throat> and so, but, but because, you know, uh, you know, I've heard reports today that were coming out that, you know, there was no way that Fertitta was going to trade him to, to Daryl Morey. And even before those reports came out in my head, I was thinking there's no way he's getting traded to 
to Philadelphia for that exact reason. I mean, it would be the ultimate kick in the pants to the Rockets if Harden gets Harden gets traded to to Philly. You know what? I and and if they if they do win the title, I mean, that would have been a horrible situation for the, for the Rockets. Oh, I don't care. Once for me, once you're gone, you're gone. I'm not really worried about what you're on team. But I knew they weren't going to trade to Philadelphia because their asking price is going to be too high. And if the asking price is going to be high because of Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey spent years hyping up Harden and even said that he was the best scorer since Michael Jordan. You think the Rockets weren't going to ask for the the farm? <laughs> right. Yeah. So. So I knew that was going to happen. I felt it was going. It was either going to be Brooklyn or Miami. And once Miami was basically like, we don't trust him down here in the, in the nightlife, I was like, oh, well, looks like it's Brooklyn. Because <laughs> none of the other places he wanted ever made sense. Like Portland was on his list. Um, the Celtics were. Um, Milwaukee, that's one that really didn't make sense considering the animosity between Harden and Giannis. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the end of the day, Brooklyn was where he, he wanted to go, and that was the one place that made the most amount of sense. So, um, what team do you pick to come out of the East? I'm sorry, you picked Milwaukee, right? Uh, I mean, to go to the finals, yeah, to go to the finals, come out the East. I'll say Milwaukee, because right. here, here's the thing about about Brooklyn is they still haven't played a game together yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as great as these players are, it's just not guaranteed that it's going to work. I mean, even if, and especially if Kyrie comes back, those are, th- you know, three massive egos um, with only one basketball to go around. So, <clears throat> um, you know, figuring all that out. Uh, who's going to get the ball? When are they going to get the ball? Uh, especially the way that Harden plays. I mean, you know, he's not known to to uh, touch the ball and get rid of it quickly. Um, and you know, obviously, he's he's going to Kevin Durant's team, so he's going to have to fall in line and change. Um, otherwise, it's definitely not going to work. Uh, but until then, you know, it, it's it's still it's still not guaranteed to work. I don't know if that makes sense. I understand. Um, I feel, I think that this, for all the talking he did about winning the championship and making sure he went down the champion before he retired, I think he's going to do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. win in Brooklyn this year, next year. Just the silence, the haters, and um, prove himself. I mean, this would be the time for him to be that second field to um, give into Kevin Durant's needs. So that's not something I'm worried about. I'd, I'd be more worried about Kyrie sure. doing yeah. that than Harden. But I still feel like when they get hot, they're going to be damn near impossible to slow down. Mm. And you know what? I might backtrack just a, a slight bit. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden 
my, you know what? He might be more motivated than ever. <clears throat> One, because this is a chance to win. And two, there's a report that he is looking at almost a $14 million tax bill yep. for moving to New York. If you go from a state where you're not paying taxes to a state where you're paying $14 million off the bat, you damn well better be motivated to win and win at all costs. Yeah, that's, that's almost $14 million. I think it's like 13.6 over the three years because he's moving from Texas to New York. York. Yeah. That is astounding. Mm-hmm. Oh, the state of New York is probably loving that he's coming to town. Yeah. And you know, like athletes, they get taxed if they play in a stadium that's in a state that has a state tax, right? You told me that, I think, last year. Yeah. And that was the first time I, I heard of that. I was, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but it's still shocking at the same time. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, it's called, they call, call it a jock tax. It's, <laughs> uh, but just have a good turn, a good um account yeah. yeah all right um so we talked enough about the net nets let's talk about the rockets uh where do you see them going this year and beyond um man this year let me let me pull up the standings real quick I mean, they're not right good right now they're not good mm-hmm. the three and six um they're second to last in the Western Conference. They're currently so, up on the Spurs right now, 107-103 with a minute left in the fourth quarter. So I think if if you were to make a run, at best you, you get that eighth seed. At best, you get the eighth seed in the playoffs. Um, if not – this might be a year that they um, – I don't want to say tank because they still have some really good players. Uh, Wood is looking like a steal at this point. If we had an all-star game, he'd be playing it. Yeah. Um, Wall is playing well, you know, considering he'd been gone for two years. Yeah, he's and, out. Uh, he's out tonight. But he's been playing, he's been doing really well. Um, you've got a guy like Oladipo that should be coming to town, but there's a report that the Rockets might trade him to Miami. Uh, it's sounding like he already wants out. He's looking to kind of move on from this situation. Yeah, he wants to go. He's already stated that he wanted out of Indiana, which he got. And now he's saying he wants to go to Miami, which they can make the trade. It will happen. Uh, I know the trade deadline, I believe, is the middle of March. He will not be here past the trade deadline. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. So um, you could make a pretty decent trade with you know with him. Uh, I mean, you probably won't get anything in return this year. You'll probably get some draft picks, which is fine. Um, but I think the 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 big thing about this team that is going to – the big difference now is that you don't have that – you don't have all that drama surrounding your team, hovering yes. over you. 
I think it's going to let players open up. Uh, it's going to let the team gel even more. There's no uncertainty as to whether James is going to be here. What is he not going to be here? Is he going to be out partying tonight? Is he going to, you know, uh, get suspended or, or have to, you know, go into quarantine or, you know, however the, they're calling it the, the protocol, you know, is he going to have to be away from the team? He's gone. And it gives you a fresh start um, with basically a, a, you know, a fresh roster. I mean, there's, you have Tucker and. Uh, oh, talk about no person that probably won't be here. That's straight down line. <laughs> uh, you have Tucker and Gordon who were leftovers from, from last year. And there's a guy who needs to be gone by the time the trade deadline. Right. Like, I don't think Old Depot's, I, like I said, Old Depot will be gone. I think Tucker will be traded. And if they can take someone, if they can find someone to take Gordon, even if they have the slap uh, first round pick on it to get him out, they'll do it. They have the picks. I mean, they have the Yeah, picks they have it. the picks. <laughs> um, if anything, you trade one of the Brooklyn picks because they're going to be good this year. They're going to be good next year. So, you know, first round pick from them this year, you you know, it's going to be really low and, you know, almost not worth even having, but, um, but I could see this team coming together with, with Wood playing as well as he is uh, with Walk, you know, still getting better from being at, you know, out for two years. Um, I could see this team Finishing, you know, I would say the 10th or 11th seed. I think that's possible. And uh, I don't want to say tank, but, you know, it could happen. You know, this team could wind up just not playing well at all together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a – gives you an opportunity to get a high draft pick this year even and you know yeah and i think they need a a high uh they need to basically <laughs> tank to keep their draft pick because they traded away a bunch of them in the uh in the aforementioned uh cp3 uh westbrook trade right yeah so I'm, I'm glad you, you're very nice you're not you're not uh calling it a tank Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm putting on my helmet, putting on my <laughs> bulletproof vest. I'm hopping in and telling you it's tank season. Huh? Jump aboard. That would be a bummer because, you know, Steven Silas is, by all accounts, um, a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that has a lot of basketball pedigree, a lot of basketball knowledge. Um, and this is his first shot at head coaching a team so it's his first shot but he ain't going nowhere and and there's two reasons he's not going one reason is is his first year even if this team even if this team tanked we're going to give him time to build and gel and see what he can do with two three years and the second reason tina isn't firing him to hire another coach he ain't paying (laughs) someone not to work for him that boy broke broke we already discussed that earlier and he's not paying a he's not gonna pay a coach to not coach a superstar. He is not <laughs> yeah. paying anyone not to work for him. He ain't right. doing no damn buyout. If he's paying that man three, four years, he's gonna be there three, four years. It's more likely that uh Stylus is there than Tillman with the way his money looking funny. 
Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, you always hope that a, a new head coach, you know, gets off to a good start, gets off on the right foot. Um, this certainly doesn't help, but um, mm-hmm. I guess once you get rid of a guy like James Harden, it's, it's kind of expected to, you know, that it's the team is only going to get worse at this point, but um, you know, I think playoffs are out of, out of the question, you know, and, but I think it's that there's enough good players to kind of climb your way up to out of dead last at this point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I think they're not making a run towards the finals or anything. They're not going to be bad, bad. They're going to be a respectful team. They're always going to be in games fighting, except mm-hmm. against the Lakers. <laughs> no one can beat the Lakers. But, or um, Brooklyn in, in March. Yeah. But um, I think they're going to steal some wins. Um, ceiling for this team, probably, like you said, uh, I would say six or seven seed. Really? Yeah. This year, yes, because we're talking about Christian Wood has been playing fantastic. Uh, Wall, if he stays healthy and puts up a decent Wall season, and they don't trade Tucker and uh, Gordon, they could sneak in and be a six seed. But you know they'll be one and done. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So, or they might just be miss playoffs entirely. I, I know this. I feel like I'm going to enjoy watching this team more now than I did when it was just Harden takes the shot, <laughs> Harden dribbles for 40, dribbles for um, 23 seconds, 23 seconds, and hoist up a step back 25 footer. Um, <laughs> these games this year have been more enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Here, here's my my biggest concern about this thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, all these draft picks, yeah, it's nice. It's really nice to have all these draft picks, have all these draft pick swaps. Um, you know, uh, the way that the world is right now with, uh, you know, coronavirus, you know, muddying everything up, you know, seasons are played all the way through and, you know, games are canceled and players are have to sit out and things like that. Um, it, it's a scary thought that you might not get the best crop of players available, you know, like the next wave of actual stars. Like it's considered that that could happen. Um, and, and especially now that you're seeing a lot of players forego college altogether to go to the, was it the G League? Yeah. Yeah. Update, so, update. Rockets yeah. won 108-105. They beat the Spurs. They are 1-0 in the post-James Harden <laughs> era. Who needs that fat Rick Ross looking like <laughs> bum? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we never need him, the bum. <laughs> Go, go stick another $100 stripper in G-Stream, you fat bum. That's right. That's all I like to hear. 
that's that's ride or die with your team all the way through. I'm just I'm just being petty right now. <laughs> but I think that's something to consider. It's like to kind of be concerned about or to not maybe not concerned, but just to kind of be aware of going forward because you know, who's to say that these I mean there's what eight draft picks total with the four picks and the four swaps. I mean, God, like you have to pray that at least one of them pans out to be something. (laughs) And even if you don't, sorry, you don't even have to draft someone. You always use them as trade capital. Sure. Sure. And, you know, there's a lot of, money that they're saving obviously but um at the same time like like you said about Tillman I mean how willing is he going to be to open up the the wallet now you know to go get a new another star no especially with no revenue coming in or very little revenue um and uh his his own other business ventures you know Having to, be, having to be put on hold and struggling, you know. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, like, yeah, you're saving a lot of money by getting rid of Harden. But I think whoever's in the free aging classes of the next two to three years, I don't think you should get your hopes up at all for anybody coming to Houston anytime soon. Like I said, you can always make a trade. I, I don't. No matter what happens, Houston is still Houston. You're, you're still sitting with great weather, all the strip clubs you can handle, um, <laughs> no state tax. Never forget how big a thing that is, no state tax. And um, I still think Houston is, is a, will be a free agent destination as long as, you know, there's money. Yeah, no, I mean, that's – the the optics of of the organization is something that you know or or, the, or the, of this like coming to houston like that's never going to change mm-hmm. you know those are all the best reasons to you know to come to houston um <clears throat> but i think just the way that um the potential financial uncertainty of Tillman fertita uh the lack of revenue, you know, because uh, because there's no there's no gate, there's no crowds. Um, I think that's going to impact the way he goes about um, the way he operates and the way he navigates free agency. Mm-hmm. I think you know you can always make a strong pitch to get someone to come to Houston, but I think if you're a fan. For the next two to three years, I wouldn't anticipate Tillman making that pitch, that strong pitch, you know, for the time being, until things, you know, until his, um, until things get back to normal for him or as close to as possible. <clears throat> Got 
God, we're both we both sound like we're dying. So I think, yeah. time, I think it's time to wrap it up. You got anything else for us, man? No, I, you know, just thanks to everybody for for tuning in and um, stay optimistic. You know, ride or die with your team. If your team is the Rockets. You know, root for them. Don't get down on them. Uh, and just know that this team is still has some talent. They don't have a super mega star at the moment, but they've got some good players. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they gel the, the rest of the way through. All right. Um, so that's it for tonight's podcast. Uh, we already discussed what we're doing for our weekend podcast. You want to tell people what it is? WandaVision is coming to Disney+. Plus. Yes, and we will be reviewing every episode all the way through March. So that'll give us some good content content to do every weekend. Just knock that out. Because I think the episodes are only like 30 to 40 minutes. It's not That's like good. it's not like the uh Hawking Winter Soldier show where I think that was like six episodes of 45 minutes this season. I think either nine or ten episodes and they're like sitcom show. So we Wait, is Falcon it. already out? No, 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 no. It's just that we are in Kevin Feige came out and told people told us how long those episodes oh, okay. would be. Gotcha. Yeah. So first two episodes hit tomorrow or today if you're when you're listening to this. And um we'll make sure to watch them, give you a review and Oh, but I feel like there's just going to be a lot of what the fuck moments in that podcast. <laughs> uh, that's it. And uh, like I said earlier, I went on Twitter and I found out I lost a friend. Uh, it's been affecting me, you know, this entire episode. So, yeah. yeah. So if you, if you can hear us right now, you know, take a moment to reach out to some to a friend of yours, just tell them that you love them, whatever, and even reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while, just to you know, um, just to catch up and say hello and, and uh, make sure that um, make sure that they know that you're thinking about because before you know it, we'll be you'll be gone and there'll be so much you wish you could have done and said. You need to take the opportunity right now. We all think we're going to live, you know, into our forties, into our sixties and seventies and eighties, and grow old and like shit, that shit just doesn't happen for everyone. So we take some time out this weekend, this MLK weekend. Reach out, just tell people that you love them and you appreciate them for what you do. Amen. All right. Uh, so that's the best I gotta say about that. That's it. And uh we will be back on our next podcast will be out on Monday. So we'll see you then, guys. For Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later, baby.